We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast thursday november 11th 2021 a very happy veterans day to all of those who have served and those who continue to serve very appreciative for your service welcome to the pack a day podcast it is a thursday like i just mentioned and it is a must be a full moon or I'm not quite sure what the occasion is here, but I have all three of my crew tonight. I have my own self. I am Jacob Westendorf, your host, as I always am, and joined this week by Jimmy Christensen back from hiatus. Jimmy, were you under a rock? What was the were you kidnapped? What was the situation? Yeah, I was just honestly sick of seeing your face once a week. And I was like, can't do this anymore. Well, that's good to know. I'm happy. I, I'm really upset that I there's a joke that I'm going to make later in the show, I promise, and I could have made it here, but I didn't. So let's see if I can get it here. Uh, also joining me, who hates me and wants to see me fail, uh, is Maggie Loney. Maggie, welcome to the show. That's not true. I'm your biggest fan, but that's mostly because you are responsible for Blake Westendorf, and I'm her biggest fan. So. I'm only half responsible for that, and I'm convinced it's only a matter of time before you start giving all credit for that to my wife, which is fair. Uh, but the reason Maggie hates me, let's go ahead and jump right into it now. She wanted the Packers to sign Odell Beckham to get my okay. reaction. On oh, yeah, air. to get your reaction. I didn't just like want it. No, no, to get my reaction on the air. And I, actually, the, the Loney that I have the biggest beef with is Mark, because Mark wants you guys to have matching Odell jerseys for the Christmas <laughs> Day game if this, in fact, comes to fruition. But it may not. It still may. We don't know. Um Odell Beckham apparently through Kim Jones and Ian Rappaport is going to take some time to make his decision. And of course, as I said that, I'm sure he just signed somewhere and looking and no, he didn't. So we're still good there. Uh, Odell Beckham will be debating between the Packers, the Patriots, the Seahawks, the Saints. Am I missing? I don't know. I, I didn't keep Kansas City. I didn't keep track of it as much as everyone else say. I kind of chuckled at everybody saying, I just want this to be over. I'm tired of looking for it. It's like, well, then <laughs> stop looking for it. Like, that's kind of my response to it is if you don't want to see something, then don't wait for it. Just chill and be all right. But I know you guys have given reactions. Everybody's given their reaction on how they feel about it. Everybody that follows me on Twitter knows how I feel. The answer to Otto Beckham is always no. 
Absolutely not. I don't care that he's coming on the vet minimum. I don't care that he's going to be the number two wide receiver. There are two teams in four years that have decided they are better off paying him to play against them. There's something that always follows this dude wherever he goes. And everybody said, well, he's in a room with Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb and a very leader, very leader, uh, player led team. Cool. So was Martellus Bennett. And that dude didn't last half a season. There are other, and Andre Risen was a once in a generation type of thing that happened in 1996. Maybe those aren't apples to apples comparisons. I acknowledge that. Maybe Odell Beckham would come in and shut his mouth and play football for eight weeks, but I'm not willing to find out. This Packers team has enough drama. They have a quarterback who can't seem to shut his mouth. They have a quarterback who accepts every single interview known to man, and that's not just related to COVID stuff. That is related to his offseason, his situation, and all that other stuff. They have a wide receiver already who likes everything on Instagram and does all of that stuff. There's enough drama. There's enough crap around this team to not add a guy who makes out with a field goal kicking net throughout the course of the season and throws helmet first into a cornerback. Always no to Odell Beckham. Jimmy? Do you feel better? <laughs> I feel much better. Yes. Thank you. You're going to hate it. I want Odell on the team. I like why at this point it says, why not? He doesn't make I just told team. you why not, <clears throat> but I don't, I don't. Like free, uh, here's another There's thing. No Hashtag to... free Odell. Free Odell from what? He was on a good team with a good coach and a good quarterback, and that wasn't good enough for him either. What is good He's not going to make the dude? team worse. He's not going to make the team worse. At he best, might. How? Not by his play. Our locker room's not He hasn't been good in three years. Our team's What's not also going to be like, oh, we're bad now because Odell's on the team. Like, no, that's not, not going to happen, but he could be a distraction to make them worse. Yes, he can. He's done that. Baker Mayfield we, is worse with him on the field than he's not. But there's a huge difference between Baker Mayfield's mentality and Aaron Jones's or Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers' mentality. How do you know that? Because one's a Hall of Famer and one is maybe going to get a second to do with contract. Their mentalities. Do you mean so abilities? You think, no, mentality. Being able to handle somebody like oh yeah, he's, I don't. If he's I don't handling the pressure of having a a huge star like that on his team, like. I don't, I don't see how there's going to be any problem there. I really don't. If, if he sucks, then he's a veteran minimum. Get him off the team, and then it, that's that. But it's not like we're giving him like a $10 million a year contract. I don't. They, he could pay Green Bay to come play here, and I would say no. I think that's just your weird grudge against Odell. I don't have a grudge against him. I have that two teams have decided they're better to pay him to play against him. That's empirical evidence and facts. Everybody else looks at one catch he made on Sunday Night Football 10 years ago. And says he's the best receiver in football. When's the last time you think Odell had a thousand yards receiving? I don't care. I'm not bringing him on the team to be a thousand yard receiver. I'm bringing, him, bringing on him on the team to be someone to be a weapon. He's going to be a starter. Okay. Am I right? He's going to start, right? Yes, I would prefer him to start. Would you? You don't think he would be the second most overall talented receiver on the team? Sure, he would be. But is he going to? So do then, the why wouldn't he, he start? I just said he's going to start. Like, so you're bringing him in to be a major contributor. Do you remember all the crap everyone said about how, like, if Randall Cobb comes here, it's going to take away reps from Amari Rodgers, which has turned out to be a good thing, obviously. Do you guys remember that? Yes. Like the detraction points to Randall. Yeah. Now, this is a real thing, except it's with MVS and Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb and, like, guys that have been here for a couple years in some cases. The last time Odell Beckham had 1,000 yards receiving was in 2019. It was his first year with the Browns. That was quite some time ago. 
And this whole idea that he's never played with a good quarterback, I reject that on its face too. Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback. And Eli Manning at the beginning of Odell Beckham's career was a good enough, not a good enough. I shouldn't say that. He wasn't an elite quarterback, but people treated him like he was, I don't know, who's a crappy quarterback, like (laughs) Brett Hundley. I I know that's not a fair example. Quick question. Since we're looking up 1,000-yard seasons, when's the last time anyone on the Packers not named Devonta Adams had a 1,000-yard season? I mean, it's been a while, but those guys are also not potential locker room malcontents. And they're all probably getting more than veteran minimum? They are. So if we can bring someone in who's – been historically better than them at a veteran minimum and our biggest concern yeah, is yeah what's what's larry fitzgerald up to like why not i know that's not a great comparison either but while we're at it just go with all this no the answer is no to odo beckham I, you're not going to sway me i don't care like i said he could pay the packers to play against him every packer fan that's on twitter getting their hopes up and saying oh my god they're just using us i'm like good do it go sign with the patriots the chiefs new orleans i don't care but Green Bay got a weird vendetta against Odell, man. No vendetta. I don't care other than the fact that I think he, again, the Cleveland been Browns. traded team to team. That's the such Cleveland, a thing. That would, be, that would be a red flag, yeah. The Cleveland Browns have decided this great receiver is worth paying $5 million to go away. The Giants traded him after they had just paid him. Like, that's the equivalent of if the Packers were to give Devontae Adams an extension and then trade him the next season. That is not something that happens to normal players or normal great players. Something's not right, and I'm out. I'm out. Maggie, do you have anything that you want to add? You've just been sitting there quietly. This is why everyone likes her the most. Well, I was going to try and make a joke when all this started. You said that Andre Risen was a generational thing. So I was going to say, good, he can be for your generation and Odell can be for our generation. But oh, it's wow. so far removed now that I, that was all I had. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's rewind. Aren't you older than I, you're not supposed to ask a woman her age, but you brought this onto the table. Are you not older than I am? I was born in 93. So. Shit. Yeah. No. Okay. So, okay. All right. Well, I sp- that joke would have been funny at the time. You're right. So. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's okay. I started anything, I'm sorry. anything else you'd like to add? I don't know. I mean, like I'm, I'm very indifferent. The gif I posted on Twitter is how I feel about the whole thing where the, the woman tries something to drink and then she's like, Nope. Oh, well, mm, 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 that, that's me. If, if he comes to the team, I do think that it'll help improve the offense to an extent that we might not see as much cover two on Devontae Adams. But I also think that MVS coming back will help with that significantly as well. So, I just, you know, I kind of like the chaos of this season. If it is the quote unquote last dance, I'm really sick of talking about Ivermectin and I'd rather shift to something more chaotic like Odell Beckham Jr. now. Well, that's the other thing. As a content creator, I'm all for it. Why not? Bring all the other drama. But as somebody who wants the Packers to win the Super Bowl, beat it. Go to New England. That would not make them not win the Super Bowl. You are a silly goose, Jacob. Beat it, clown. Okay, moving on, because Odell Beckham is not going to be a Green Bay Packer, and it'll be a great thing, and I will throw a party. I'll play taps for you guys next week when it doesn't happen. So there's all that. Anyways, there's an actual game on Sunday on players that are important to this team and are going to get them potentially to a Super Bowl. Number one, the biggest news of the day, and a much bigger addition than some diva wide receiver, is the elite first-team all-pro left tackle that they added today. That is David Bakhtiari. David Bakhtiari is back. 
Anything to add other than happy dance? I'm so excited to see this guy back on the edge of the offensive line again. I don't I don't really think mm-hmm. that I mean it, they they kind of make it seem like he's not going to play Sunday. Like the fact that this is dragged out as long as it has, you know, I think we all kind of talked on the show that Washington would obviously have been a stretch. Uh, Cardinals would have been a stretch on that short week, but a lot of us thought that he'd come back for Kansas City. So for him to not have been back and then for them to wait until the last possible day to activate him, which no harm, no foul if you do it a week ago or today. Um, yeah, I just, I guess I'm more suspect that he's not going to be playing against Seattle and maybe he'll make his return against the Vikings next week in mini. I'm curious about that as well. I'm not concerned about it. Because I think a lot of us kind of put the cart before the horse and we're like, okay, maybe he'll be back when the season starts, which would have been what, not even eight whole months removed from his ACL injury. And then I was like, okay, he's on the pup. That's six weeks. He'll be back right when he can. It's like, well, no, he has to practice and kind of get a ramp up period. Like they're going to let him heal all the way and get ready. So I think Minnesota is a possibility. I do think it's possible he plays on, on Sunday, I do like that the Packers waited until after practice to activate him. So we have no idea what his practice status was for today. That is, I will give the Packers this. They are grade A trolls and there's no way it's not intentional. Like the day that they didn't trade for Stefan Gilmore is the day that they throw something out about Rasul Douglas, even though that had been in the works for a little while. I think the timing is a little too convenient on that. Or trade deadline day is when they changed long snappers. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, here's the news you were all waiting for. I just think they're hilarious. Jimmy, do you think Bakhtiari plays on Sunday, or do you think maybe they push it out another week or two? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website 
are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Uh, until you start saying that trolling thing, I was with Maggie thinking since they waited so long that he might not play. I, but that would be hilarious if they waited to right now to do it and then played him. Uh, for some reason, I feel like they're not going to play him uh, this Sunday. And I know it doesn't really matter with Rodgers being able to practice and stuff right now, but I don't know if they want his first like game week practice to be when Rodgers is able to be there for a full week. I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not. Could just be talking out of my butt. I don't know, but that's per usual I, on this. Show. Yeah, per usual. Honestly, uh, I I don't think he's going to play Sunday. Long story short, no, I don't think so. I do. Here's the way I kind of looked at it: is I heard Matt Lafleur today say like when a player is cleared, they don't ask too many other questions after that. So like if Bakhtiari is cleared, he's going to play. I'm I'm very confident in that. I'm just not 100 percent sure if he's cleared or not. Yeah, we'll see. We'll find out a practice designation tomorrow uh, because evidently today. Everything in terms of the content gods today were not on our side because no Beckham signing. They get Bakhtiari back, but no practice designation. But let's talk about the defense because there were a few things on that side of things that uh, were significant as far as news. One, Kenny Clark was a limited participant. That's a big deal just because he practiced at all. Eric Stokes, a limited participant. Again, another big deal because he practiced at all. And the Packers, those are two guys that you just wonder – They've done so much without Z and done so much without Jair Alexander and done so much without a bunch of guys. What's the breaking points where it's like, okay, now there's too many dudes missing and they're going to have some struggles and they are playing. And I do want to extend my, my happiness towards Russell Wilson, who was able to survive and overcome a, a very serious finger injury and I able to see him just, come back to life from that. It was just a beautiful thing. And the video he put nearly reduced me to tears. Uh, it was just an incredible touching, moving moment from, from man, screw that guy. Red light, Russ, Russell Wilson is the corniest dude in the NFL. And I, if you guys want to know what I think about Russell Wilson, Zach Jacobson worded it really well in the pick six. It's on my Twitter profile at Jacob Westerf. Check it out. Nonetheless, Maggie, the point I was making is they've done so much without these guys. Do you think, that Kenny Clark would be like that final, like the board bending and then Kenny Clark being out is what would make it snap. I'd just like to start by saying that you are on one tonight. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No alcohol and no drugs. I promise. Um, But no, I mean, I don't necessarily think that just because um, we saw Kenny kind of dip out at the, the first half with the chiefs game and they had some young guys step up. TJ Slayton played the most snaps, obviously of his young career, uh, Tyler Lancaster filled in in a pinch. Dean Lowry was on a snap count, but I thought he played well in his limited opportunities. Jack Heflin even was activated for that game. So I think, you know, the Seattle offense is not the worst offense to cut your teeth against if you don't have Kenny Clark. Um, they're 31st in the league in third downs uh, conversions and 32nd on fourth down conversions. Yes, Russell Wilson coming back changes a little bit of that dynamic. But no, I mean, I think the theme for the entire season has been next man up mentality. And I think we've seen a lot of that where, you know, we were all expecting Eric Stokes to kind of shadow Tyreek Hill the entire game. And then that ended up going to Kevin King, who we weren't sure if he'd even play and Shannon Sullivan, and they locked him up really well. So I think there is kind of an attitude in the locker room right now, where regardless of who is called upon to fill in, it's a Packers team that's kind of risen to the occasion. And I think being at 
home at Lambeau Field is going to help with that significantly, especially if, you know, they're getting their MVP quarterback back, hopefully, and Aaron Rodgers and the offense can put up more points at home as well. I think that'll make lighten the load a little bit for the defense. As long as Rashawn Gary plays, they're good to go. Jimmy? I, I'm nervous. I don't know. Without Kenny Clark, I think it's one of those things when he goes down in a game, you can kind of rally up and it's easier to kind of fit into that next man up mentality of like, okay, we got to just keep this game going. And the defense is already playing at a high level before. Like, I know he went out kind of early, but the defense was already had that momentum going. I don't know. I think starting a game without your corner piece on the defensive line with Darius already out. That's like the weakest part of our defense right now is the depth on that interior defensive line, in my opinion. And I think just having Kenny Clark out, it might be the thing that kind of breaks that D-line. And that could be. Um, I do – I know I made the joke earlier, but, like, with Kenny Clark, the, the Seahawks don't make any secrets, even when Russ is in the lineup. Pete Carroll always says, we want to pound, 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 pound the rock. Well, it's harder to stop the run against a team that's willing to commit to it when Kenny Clark's not there. Not just that, but in order to keep Russell Wilson in the pocket – who was it? Was it Z or was it Preston a couple years ago when they played in the playoff games and said it was like chasing a chicken on the farm or something like there was some analogy. That one of those guys. Preston says, and that's how Russ is. And he's still going to be able to move because it was his, it was his finger, not his legs that were injured. So he's still able to move and create some stuff out of structure. But I do have a question for you though, Jacob, what if the Packers signed OBJ to play nose tackle? Then how would you feel? <laughs> So he get pushed around up there faster than I'm pushing him out the door, I guess, is the, is to play nose tackle. Um, you know, I think Damon Harrison would be a nice option for that. I mean, you know, maybe TJ Slayton might be a dude that you want to throw up in there. That might be a pretty good idea, but what the hell? Let's let's try it. Maybe his uh, – I don't think he has the blonde hair anymore, but maybe that would distract the center from blocking him. Or they think it was that absurd. Or they could try the Christian Ringo thing with him. I assume Beckham runs faster these days than than Ringo, so he could sprint in from the sideline and run straight into the guard. That would that'll help. But I don't go. think that would help. No? Okay. <laughs> no, I don't think that <laughs> So we talked about the front. Let's move to the back end of things because Eric Stokes, limited participant. Jair Alexander, obviously, still on injured reserve. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are coming to town now, and those are two guys that they've, they're have they good. I mean, the newsflash, they're good, and the Seahawks are getting their quarterback back. What's your concern level if the Packers, Maggie, I'll start with you, have to run out with – Douglas and Sullivan. I know you kind of mentioned this earlier, but Douglas Sullivan and Kevin King, because that is at least a drop off from Eric Stokes, Jair Alexander, some of the other guys that they could potentially have on the field. I don't know. I feel, I feel better. I think I'm higher on Kevin King than a lot of people were. Um, I didn't necessarily love the Kevin King in the slot experiment that we saw against Washington, but I thought he had a really nice game against the Bengals. And then unfortunately he got hurt in that game. Um, So I thought he played really well against the chiefs. And I know a lot of fans, you know, would have liked to see that pick uh, or the, the dropped interception, the, the pass breakup turn into an interception to kind of keep points off the board for the, the opposing offense. But I think when you look at kind of the way holistically the defense played, Kevin King had a nice game. And I think the biggest thing going into this is going to be the turnover battle. You know, the, the Seahawks aren't necessarily giving the ball up too frequently on offense. And the Packers now are seven and two. 
losing only twice when they've yet to force a turnover on the defensive side of the ball. So I think it's more of a holistic picture where you've got, you know, Adrian Amos has always been around the ball. Darnell Savage had one of his best games, I thought, against the Chiefs. He was everywhere. Um, so I think it's just going to kind of be a collaborative effort where whoever has the ball, it'll be that Joe, Joe Barry swarming mentality where they got to get all the hats to the ball and actually tackle. I made this point on Monday and you brought the name up. So I want to ask what you guys think about this. When Joe Barry was hired, it was mostly met with groans. Oh my God. The guy who coordinated the Owen 16 lions defense is the guy that's going to get us to the super bowl. And then the first six quarter of the season, obviously don't help that. The take I've had is if Joe Barry's name was Jim Leonard, he would be getting so much more credit for the way this defense has played this year without most of their best players, they've gotten 18 snaps from their best pass rusher. That's it. Darius Smith played week one. That was it. Jair Alexander hasn't played since the beginning of October. And they've played the Cardinals. And I, I, I know the Chiefs aren't having the season that we're used to having, but that's still Pat. That's still Tyreek. That's still Travis Kelsey with Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy drawing him up. I just think it's funny how we confirm our – we I, I use the royal we there, but how we confirm our priors here. And the the – Prevailing thought was that Joe Barry sucks and he will get no credit, but we are very quick to throw bouquets at coaches that we do like Kyle Shanahan. Just Jimmy, what are your thoughts on the job Joe Barry's done this year without most of his guys? Just to reiterate what Maggie said, you are on one today. That Kyle Shanahan thing in the microphone scared the crap out of me, and I did not appreciate it. I watched you uh, jump and then laugh. It was pretty funny. Yeah, I was just, <laughs> damn. Uh, I picked a bad time to look at my phone during that. Uh, anyways, no, I think Joe Barry's done a really good job just cultivating that, like you said, that next man up mentality. He's getting a lot out of players that it kind of seemed like Mike Pettin couldn't. And I don't know if it's just – Dean Lowry had a restructured contract and now he's playing for a new deal. So maybe that's a little more incentive. He's obviously playing much better. Preston Smith seems like he's coming in with a new mentality. So I don't know how much of that is like the monetary incentive that these players are just working for, or Joe Barry is also just doing a really good job, but it's kind of, you could say, Jacob, it's worth giving somebody a third chance. Like we gave oh, Joe Barry God a third say, chance how did this tur- and no. he did so nope. well. No, 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 no. You are not spinning this back into Odell Beckham. No way. How in the hell did you do that? That's really good, Jimmy. Thank you. I was, that's what I was honestly thinking about when you scared me with that Mike Kyle Shanahan. I was like, how am I going to spin this to get back to Odell? I'm not doing there. I'm not participating in the rest of the show. Maggie. All right, guys. That was. The- <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just wanted to make that point. I mean, you guys know me. I say it all the time. Players play, coaches coach. I think we put way too much stock in coaches when something goes bad. And frankly, sometimes when something goes good. Uh, At the end of the day, I don't care if the perfect play is called. The quarterback has to throw the ball to the receiver, and the receiver has to make said play. And Matt LaFleur says it all the time. Good players make you a better coach, and that's just how it works. And there's a lot more talent in Green Bay than there was in Detroit or Washington when Barry was involved there. But – that's the point there. Let's get to it, guys. It's Sunday. It's 325. The Packers will play the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson will return from injured reserve, and the Packers will be hopefully getting David Bakhtiari back, hopefully getting Aaron Rodgers back. That's the other part of this storyline that gets a little interesting is it seems likely he'll be cleared and able to go. Uh, it's just a matter of 
you know, passing some conditioning tests, stuff like that. One important clarification, he does not need to test negative um, with the situation of him testing positive. He could test positive for up to three months. So, but he does need to be symptom free and able to pass a cardio test and all that good stuff. So that's a hurdle for him to clear. If he is, Matt LaFleur said that he'll start. So we'll see how that is on Saturday uh, before all of that stuff. But who wins and why, Jimmy, and I say that, let's just do it with the assumption that Aaron Rodgers is going to start. I'm going to go with Packers 27, Seahawks 21. Uh, I think our offense kind of gets back on track with Rodgers. The defense does enough. I think the Seahawks are talented enough. They're going to score a couple touchdowns. Three, in fact, as I said, 21. Uh, And I think, I don't know, I just think the Packers pull this one off, especially if 12 comes back, maybe a little revenge game against COVID. Chip on his shoulder. (laughs) Against COVID. Okay. I mean, sure. Revenge against COVID, dude. They try to take him down. He said, no way. Players, they find a way. They find a slight for everything. And Aaron Rodgers is certainly somebody to do that. Okay. Maggie? Um, I'm going to go 31, 17. Um, I don't think that the Seahawks offense is that good. Even with Russell Wilson coming back, he's, uh, what, like, Oh, and five at Lambeau field. The Seahawks, I think have lost their last 10 at Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers is coming back. I think with MVS back in the lineup and like Jimmy said, a little bit of a chip on the MVP's shoulder, they'll finally put up more than 30 points for only the third time this season. And Mason Crosby will make a field goal. That's why I have 31 and not 28. That would be a, a nice welcome sight when it comes to the field goal kicking department. And Maggie, you bring up a good point. The Seahawks have never won a game at Lambeau Field as a member of the NFC Conference. Not one. The last time they won at Lambeau Field was 1999. It was Mike Holmgren's first game back in Green Bay. And they were a member of the AFC that night. So, Jimmy, yes, I did know that before finding out on Lombardi's bar. So nonetheless, Not that true. was the, I'm telling you, it was the same day. You can look this up too. Walter Payton passed away on that day. That is a huge deal around here. Uh, obviously is mostly surrounded by bear fans. That guy's God to these people. So that was a big deal for them. So I, that sticks in my head. It was raining, pouring in buckets that night. And I think like Schmitz, I didn't know the Packers had seven turnovers, but I knew far through a boatload of interceptions. Nonetheless, I don't think that changes on Sunday. If Aaron Rodgers is able to start, uh, if Jordan Love starts, I'm not picking the Packers to win. And that's not a it's not a damning thing of Jordan Love's career. It's just what you saw on Sunday, it would probably only get slightly better playing against Seattle on Sunday against uh, or playing on Sunday against Seattle. So if Jordan Love starts, I'm not going to feel incredibly confident. Hopefully he proves me wrong on that. But if Rodgers plays, I think the Packers win. Uh, and I think they win, I will say 30 to 27. I think it'll be another tight contest there, but uh a big interception from Russell Wilson is what turns the tide in a, a game that might have some snow on it. So that would be pretty cool if you could get a little bit of that. Hopefully before I have to drive home, uh, that would be nice, but doesn't seem like that may be in the cards. We'll see what happens. That's going to do it for this episode of the Pack-A-Day podcast. You can follow us every day. Find us on Twitter at Pack-A-Day podcast. You can follow me personally. I'm at Jacob Westorf, and I want to see all of you Saturday 1 to 3.30, I'm trying to convince Jimmy to come up to at the Green Bay Visitor Center, 789 Armed Forces Drive, right next to Ray Nitschke Field. I am giving away a $200 Packers Pro Shop gift card with the help of my friends over at Discover Green Bay. So come see me there and find everything we got there. Jimmy, where can we find you? Uh, I'm hoping I'm going to be in Green Bay on Saturday with you. Des currently is trying to get me to go to this 
super fun sounding baby shower that's apparently for men and women and i'm super thrilled about it can't wait if i have to go to that um so i pray to god i'm in green bay anyways you can find me on twitter jimmy underscore c08 uh anything i do will be posted there on brand off topic on tuesdays that comes out lombardi's bar wednesday here thursday obviously just follow me in the twitter sphere and you'll find you'll find my stuff and maggie roll the tape I would just like to say that I don't like going to baby showers either, Jimmy, but you know, it's just, I guess, part of, part of the role in life. But, uh, I, I, the silly role. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You've had to go to those. So many, uh, no, I think the Packers still win on Sunday with Jordan love, but you can find me on Twitter at Maggie J Loney. I write two articles a week for Cheesehead TV. Um, I'm part of the packs with Cheesehead podcast with Perry Goldstein and, we have the most exceptional guest coming on recording Thursday. That episode will drop Friday. I'm very excited for it. I, can't I swear to it God, if it's Odell Beckham. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. <laughs> I'll great with that. Uh, no, but we are beyond excited um, for their appearance, and I'm very excited for that to drop. So make sure you check it out at PWSS Podcast. Take it. She's not going to tell us on here. So that's going to be it for this episode of the show. Appreciate you guys listening. We will be back next week as the Packers get ready to take on the Minnesota Vikings. So a, uh, that's closer to a rivalry than the bears are. So we'll get into that next week though. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys again. Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing. But you know better, and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.